haven't entered in my journal in three weeks. That's the longest I've gone since I was 16 without writing in my journal. For years, I've documented everything as a form of therapy in absurd thoughts that some future generation of my family would read the journals and find them fascinating. I mean, really. Today, I went to the gym. I ate quinoa salad for dinner. Next week, we're going to the farmer's market. Who's going to care about that? Especially now. Who has the time? Maybe one day, if we make it, there will be a society that has historians and anthropologists. Maybe my journals will be historical texts. But there's that same absurd notion again. But maybe. So today is the second day that I felt really physically able again. I spent yesterday just existing, allowing my body to regain strength before mentally processing everything that's happened. And that's what we're doing today. I say we, but <laughs> I am utterly alone. I think it would be so much easier to just put it aside, just deal with what's in front of me, just keep going, moment to moment, breath to breath. But my undergrad degree is in psychology and I know that's a short road that goes nowhere. Okay. A month ago, there was just the worst typhoon season literally ever in Asia. The news was full of images of people fleeing, walking armpit deep in water, or floating down streets on front doors or pallets. Then mudslides started and the Red Cross responded. It was pretty bad. but. I texted to donate $5 and moved on, just like everybody else. Plus, pretty soon, the images were of displaced people in evacuation shelters and camps. They looked a lot better off. But I guess conditions weren't actually that great, and with so many people crammed into such small areas, people started to get sick. Really sick. It seemed pretty contained, but a travel advisory went out telling people that trips to Asia, even Eastern Europe, Turkey, Ukraine, Russia, they were all not advised. Everywhere else was fine. Green light, go ahead. A few days go by and ports of entry in Europe start closing. Out of nowhere, it seemed. My, my husband was over there. He called. 
I didn't even realize what was going on in Europe, but he said he wasn't even going to check into his hotel. Just turn around and try to get a flight home. During the 12 hours that he was in the air, the Zurich airport had shut right down. No takeoffs. I remember I hadn't thought twice when he left for his business trip. I didn't think it would be interrupted by some far-off epidemic. But I guess everything over there is a lot closer than it seems to us. Two hours later, the news was saying they had reports of the first domestically contracted case of the flu in the UK. I texted my husband because my phone calls weren't going through. I told him, I begged him to get any flight to North America. Any. He said he would try. He was at his sales agent's house and they were being advised to stay inside, call a designated line for medical help if they needed rather than go to the hospitals. He was safe and calm and he felt fine. I'm so grateful that I said I love you because I wouldn't get through it again before my own network went down. <sighs> I stopped going to work two days after that last message. I was completely obsessed. I was glued to the TV, to the internet articles. I called the Canadian consulate in every European country I could think of. I called the HR department at my husband's work. I yelled at people whose positions I don't even know. And then the flu landed in North America, just a month after the initial outbreak. Pamphlets and public health warnings went out. The local hospitals had their first case and then their second, then their first death, and then their second. The casualty numbers coming in from Europe were unbelievable. I mean, I didn't believe them. The army was in control of the situation, if you believed it, but without really saying anything or giving any explanation, the news stopped talking about Asia altogether. My dad got sick. That same week I last talked to my husband. By the time they announced it as a global pandemic. It was moving so fast. My dad was an anesthesiologist before he retired and he redeployed himself when the first local cases hit. It was so fast. 
the hospital was completely overwhelmed and they needed all the help they could get. My dad got sick helping at the hospital. I, I think that's pretty obvious. He forbade us from coming in to see him. But mom passed away, what, four years ago now? And the local news said the most recent trial vaccine had failed. I didn't want him to be alone, so I went to see him. Or I tried. The city was nothing but patches of deserted streets and absolute chaos. I drove like I was on the highway in a blizzard. And I parked my car as close to the hospital as I could get and walked up past the rows of storage containers with biohazard signs spray-painted on them. They were lining the whole street and I'd, I tried not to think about it. It was oddly quiet in the hospital for how many people were rushing around and for what they were dealing with the hospital had managed to keep decent records and by records I mean that they wrote down the name date of birth date of death and health number of every patient they found dead in their rooms the clerk said she couldn't help me but I was welcome to start looking through the list, and if I didn't find the name I wanted, I would come find her and we could search the active patients. God, it took forever. There was no order to the list. Only names added as bodies were taken out. I found the name of a girl I graduated with and a man who coached my high school soccer team. I also saw my brother's ex-girlfriend, and right below her was her daughter's name. Then my dad. I'd kind of expected it. After seeing the state of the hospital and the size of the list, it was still a punch in the face. I kind of zoned out. What brought me back was a kind of tickle of recognition of how many names were actually before me. 40 names per page, a two-foot pile in front of me. We were talking thousands. And that's one hospital in one small city. Official releases from the health department said that the death toll was rising to a thousand. Rising! What else are they lying about? What, what haven't they told us in the past? Who killed JFK? <sighs> I can't. I really can't go through this again. I, I have to process it. I know I do, but... 
right now. I think I have to close the curtains to the empty street outside. Yeah, I have to sit and eat stale crackers and, I don't know, read a book or knit or something. Jeez. I just can't think or plan, not just yet. I have to get myself caught up mentally to where I am now. I can't do that tonight. I will. I'll get there and I'll take it slow. It's not like I don't have time. I have all the time in the world. Or maybe I don't. I haven't decided what I'm going to do yet. And some people decided. I went to check on the neighbors. I got home from the hospital and and they decided. And they ended it. But I don't know. I don't know yet. 